الحمد لله الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهذا وما كنا لنهتدي لولا أن هدانا الله وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم والشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار عباد الله أوصيكم ونفسي أولا بتقوى الله تعالى وطاعته My respected brothers and sisters in Islam My khutbah بإذن الله تعالى today which is a great day of Friday is about an interesting topic which has troubled the children of Adam, Bani Adam, from the very beginning of the creation. The two most prized possessions we tend to worry about, all of us, and we assume that they are ours, are our lives and wealth. These are the two things which are troubling every human being from the time we have been created. Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu narrated that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said the son of Adam grows old and so also two desires grow old with him love for wealth and wish for a long life we grow old with them love for wealth and a wish for a very long life as narrated by Imam Bukhari in Sahih the question of how much wealth and property one owns, or how many luxuries and pleasures of the world one owns, or one enjoys, have preoccupied the thoughts of each and every one of us at one point or another in our lives. Wealth has become the cause of wars. Wealth has become the cause of suicide. Wealth has become the cause of breakdown of marriages among many other issues regarding the wealth. Why this preoccupation? Why? Allah, it is a corruptive nature of wealth and the fitna and evil that may accompany. Allah Azza wa Jal warned the believers, al-mu'minun, about this when he says in the Quran, al-shaytan ya'idukumul al-faqra wa ya'murukum bil-fahshah. والله يعيدكم مغفرة منه وفضلا والله واسع عليم شيطان threatens you with poverty and orders you to commit fahsha الفحشام هي means evil deeds 
could be illegal sexual intercourse, it could be any type of sins come under the fold of al-fahsha. Whereas Allah promises you forgiveness from himself and bounty, and Allah is all sufficient for his creatures' needs, he knows all things. As mentioned in Al-Baqarah, ayah number 268. This ayah, teaches us that we should always strive to maintain Honesty and righteousness regardless of the corruption that surrounds us. This is the two key things. We have to maintain honesty. We have to maintain righteousness. Regardless of the corruption that surrounds us. We should never give up or give in to the temptation of this world. And the whispering of the shaitan. As we understand the shaitan is our public enemy number one. So we must remember that. Our best of creation, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, lived in extreme poverty and suffered great material deprivation. Yet he is the most beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and will have the highest standing among the entire creature in the hereafter. Despite living in the extreme poverty, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the one who will be having the highest standing among all of the creation on the day of judgment. Ibadullah, Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu reported that Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, لَيْسَ الْغِنَى عَنْ كَثَرَةُ الْعِرْضِ وَلَكِنَّ الْغِنَى غِنَى النَّفْسِ Which means wealth does not mean having a lot of property, but wealth means having self-contentment just to be able to be content on what you have that prophet muhammad sallallahu explained that is wealth and in another hadith an abi dar radiyallahu anhu qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ya aba dar taqulu kathratu almal alghina qultu na'am ya rasulullah qala taqulu qillatu almal alfaqr قلت نعم يا رسول الله قال ذلك ثلاثة ثم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الغنى في القلب والفقر في القلب من كان الغنى في قلبه لا يضره ما لقي من الدنيا ومن كان الفقر في قلبه فلا يغنيه ما أكثر له في الدنيا وإنما يضر نفسه شحها أبو ضر may Allah be pleased with him reported that the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya Abu Dhar, do you say that abundance or the wealth possession is wealth? And I said, yes, Ya Rasulullah. And the Prophet said, do you say lack of possession is poverty? I said, yes, Ya Rasulullah. That's normal understanding for each and every one of us. If you have it, if you're loaded, then you're wealthy. If you have nothing, then you're pure, you're poor. Then the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa explained, wealth is in the heart and the poverty is in the heart. Whoever is wealthy in his heart will not be harmed no matter what happens in the world. And whoever is, his poverty is in his heart will not be satisfied no matter how much he has in this world. And in French, he verily, he will only be harmed by the greed of his own soul. 
He will only be harmed by the greed of his own soul because of what you're trying to strive because you think I am poor. Or you think that I'm not loaded so I can try to earn or to get whatever I can in whatever means necessary regardless whether this is haram or this is halal. We don't bear that in mind. This hadith is sahih according to Sheikh Al-Bani. Ibadallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants wealth or poverty to whomever he wills out of his mercy. Allah says in the Quran, Allah yabsutur rizqa liman yasha'u wa yaqdir. This is what Allah says in the Quran. Allah increases the provision from whom he wills and straightens it from whom he wills. In Surah Al-Ra'd, ayah number 26. So, Allah is the one who can provide us. Whether we are wealth or whether we are poor, it is Allah is the one who provided for us. But you have to understand, Ikhwani, this is not indication of whether he is pleased because he gave you wealth or he is displeased because he gave you poverty. No, this is because often a person's wealth or position and offspring can be in fact a trial and a test for them. Allah says in the Quran again, إِنَّمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَأَوْلَادُكُمْ فِتْنَةٌ وَاللَّهُ عِنْدَهُ أَجْرٌ عَظِيمٌ Your riches and your children may be a trial where is Allah with him is the highest and greatest reward. As mentioned in Surah Al-Tahabun, ayah number 15. So you may be given this, but it may be a test for you. It may be a trial for you. So you must understand that. You must take that into consideration. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests his servants with wealth and poverty. And each will be rewarded or punished according to how they conduct themselves. On the day of judgment, a person will be asked how he or she acquired their wealth and how they spent it. Will be asked on the day of judgment. So a person is the more respons- has more responsibility with the wealth that he carries. And a person who is a poor will not be asked on the day of judgment how he acquired or spent his wealth because he got nothing. So what question? that question will not be applicable to that person because of his poverty. But with someone who is wealth, so you should prepare yourself to answer that question, where did you earn your wealth? And how you have spent it. Ibadullah. The rahmah, the masi, and the hikmah, and the wisdom behind Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withholding wealth from a person is explained in the following ayah. Allah says, وَلَوْ بَسَطَ اللَّهُ الرِّزْقَ لِعِبَادِهِ لَبَغَوْ فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَكِنْ يُنَزِّلْ بِقَدَرٍ مَا يَشَاءُ إِنَّهُ بِعِبَادِهِ خَبِيرٌ بَصِيرٌ if Allah were to enlarge the provision of his servants, they would indeed transgress beyond all bounds through the earth. That I will do. But he sends down in due measures as he pleases, for he is with his servants well acquainted and watchful. So that's why the wisdom of giving this wealth in due measures, bit by bit, because Allah knew that if give you to in one go, what will happen is, Fasad, 
transgression in this world. Ibadullah, Allah clearly tells mankind that the, past, the reason that wealth has been withheld for some of them is because if they were to possess it, it would lead them to transgress the boundaries set by Allah. We have so many examples. We see how people, Allah had loaded them while they are doing some stupid things. If you don't understand, someone holding a party for millions of people or thousands of people just to have fun because he is loaded. This is a kind of example of someone buying something which sometimes even he doesn't need it just because he's loaded. The few examples will give you why Allah's hikmah, Allah's wisdom is applicable here. And it can be seen also from the stories within the Quran that the people that who possess power and privilege, what happened to them? The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam also mentioned the hadith, indeed, the Holy Spirit inspired in my mind that a soul will never die until it finishes its time and consumes its provision. So be careful or be graceful in seeking provisions and let no one of you allow the delay provision compels him to seek it by disobedience. Verily Allah does not grant what is with him but by obedience. Thus a true believer shows gratitude and thankfulness for the countless blessings of Allah bestowed on them and displays patience and submission during times of poverty and affliction because you understand that this is a test and a trial from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أَقُولُوا قَوْلِ هَذَا وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ وَلِسَائِرِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ مِنْ كُلِّ ذَنْبِ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ وَهُوَ الْبَرُّ الْكَرِيمُ الحمد لله الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا كما أمر وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله عباد الله When I started my khutbah today I reminded you about the thing that worrying us all the time that is wealth and our lives However little did we know that these are not ours but they are Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala purchase them from us. Allah mentioned in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ اشْتَرَى مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أَنفُسَهُمْ وَأَمْوَالَهُمْ بِأَنَّ لَهُمُ الْجَنَّةِ Verily, Allah has purchased of the believers their lives and their properties for the price that they shall be in Jannah, in paradise. This ayah in Surah At-Tawbah, ayah 111. Allah has purchased it from us and in return Allah will grant us the Jannah. What the two things? Mal, wealth and nafs and lives. Allah will give us Jannah in return. The second point which is very important that 
we need to understand that our provisions, our risk, our sustenance is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We must admit and understand that risk is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One of the beautiful names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Ar-Razzaq, which means the provider of the sustenance. The one who creates all means of nourishment and subsistence. The one who provides everything that is needed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah says in the Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الرَّزَّاقُ ذُو الْقُوَّةِ الْمَتِينِ Indeed, Allah is the one who gives livelihood, the Lord of unbreakable might. In Surah Al-Dhariyat, Ayah number 58. So our provisions is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We may try hard to earn it, but we should make in our mind, whenever I earn it, I have to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon me. That is the second point. The third key point, which is also we must understand and it's very important. It is that our risk is fixed in its amount. It's fixed in its amount. Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا مِن دَابَةٍ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا عَلَى اللَّهِ رِزْقُهَا وَيَعْلَمُ مُسْتَقَرَّهَا وَمُسْتَوْدَعَهَا كُلٌّ فِي كِتَابٍ مُبِينٍ Allah says, And no moving and living creatures is there on the earth but its provision is due from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he knows its dwelling place and its deposit. All is in the clear book in the Lawhun Mahfuz, the book of decrees with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as mentioned in Surah Tuhud. So you must understand that our risk is fixed with the amount Allah has decreed before even we were born in the Lawhun Mahfuz, the book of decrees with Allah that for risk for this person will be this amount from the time he is born up to the time he is going to depart from this world. Our risk is fixed. And that is the third point. So, however we are going to strive to gain our provisions, we must bear in mind that is fixed. The next key point I want to, my brothers and sisters, to live today from this khutbah to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connects having taqwa, taqwa with the provisions of risk. There is a strong connection with taqwa and provisions, our risk. <coughs> because Allah says again in the Quran, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ In Surah Al-Talaq, Ayah number 2 to Ayah number 3. وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا And whoever fears Allah, He will make a way out for him. And وَيَرْزُقُهُ And He will provide for him مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبُ From where He does not even expect. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember that occasion where you were in very difficult times? 
You don't know where you're going to get whatever you are striving for. And out of the blue, you find that your risk is there. If that happens to you, it's because of your taqwa. And that's what to mention that there is a connection between your fear of Allah, your level of your piety, and your risk. Allah may give you more than what you're supposed to be giving because of your taqwa, of how strong your taqwa is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We may think that we know exactly where our salaries are coming from every month. We may think maybe where our income is coming from or businesses. If I'm a taxi driver, in a restaurant, I'm working somewhere, that's what we may know. But there are times when all of us are provided for in a time of need, in a way we could never imagine. And I want you to think back a time when you're desperate for some help. Something was stolen and then replaced with something even better. You are broke and you're lost and some money appeared from the source you could never have imagined. Or even just being offered something to eat at a time where you're not even expect it. We have so many examples within our, life, when, uh, within our lives. We just need to review and analyze and think. And you have to understand, if that happens, then remember, وَمَنْ يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجْعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجَا وَيَرْزُقُهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ And Allah will provide for you from the means you'll never ever imagine. And the next point, Ikhwan and Ikhwati, we all must understand is that we are not going to depart from this world. Until we have completed our provisions, our risk, our sustenance, Allah has decreed for us. By the time we are departing from this world, that means we have completed the provision that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed upon us. An Abi Umama radiyallahu anhu qal, qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, inna ruha al-qudusi nafatha fi ru'i anna nafsan, لن تموت حتى تستكمل أجلها وتستوعب رزقها فاتقوا الله فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب ولا يحملن أحدكم استبطاء الرزق أن يطلبه بمعصية فإن الله تعالى لا ينال ما عنده إلا بطاعته أن أبي أمامة one of the companions of the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم reported the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said, Indeed, the Holy Spirit inspired in my mind that a soul will never die until it finishes terms and consumes its provision. Thus be graceful in seeking provision and let none of you allow the delay of a provision compel him to seek it by disobedience. Indeed, Allah does not grant what is with him but by obedience. That's what a messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa said. And this hadith, Shia Albani edited and said this hadith is authentic, is sahih. About Allah, the most important thing for a believer to remember is that we were created for the sole purpose of worshipping the Lord of our creation alone. And this life is just a means of testing our obedience and our faith in him. 
Whether we are granted wealth, riches, or severe poverty, we must always strive to obey the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to fulfill our duties toward him. Whether we are rich or we are poor, we must obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, ibadullah, make your life a goal and work is for seeking towards the hereafter. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, and to conclude my khutbah, that whoever makes his hereafter his goal, Allah makes his heart rich and organizes affairs and the world come to him whether it wants or not. And whoever makes the world is his goal, Allah puts poverty right before his eyes and disorganizes affairs and the world does not come to him except what has been decreed for him. And this is Hadith in Hassan. But Allah, look at those with little possession. Then yours. This is a very simple yardstick. Look at those with little possession. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given you something, but you think you have nothing. Or you think this is not enough. But there are others that don't have you even what you have. You have three meals a day. There's someone there, he's struggling for even one meal a day. They're not having it at all. So whenever you want to think about yourself, don't look upon the one who are above you. Look at the one who are below you. And that's why this religion will give you the extra meaning because we have some valuables ourselves. But the more you look those with what you don't have, your heart is light to demand such items. And you'll think slowly about yourself or think what you have is not significant. Allah has given you the chance of living in England. We say people are dying coming to this country. 39 people died recently, the, the Vietnamese, in the lorry. They want to come in this country for greener pastures. You are here already. Look at your position and think about those who are still coming. Others are drowning in the seas just to come to this country. Have you looked like that? But if you look upon the one who has been loaded, the one who has something, then that's where your mind will start focusing on things which you don't want to do, inshallah. Ibadullah, we are merely travelers in this world. We will soon move on. What we'll take with us from this world will be our good deeds and nothing else. The wealth which is trying to get, we'll leave it here for our children and for our family members. But it doesn't go with us. The only one that will go with us, the one we have given is charity and sadaqah. That will come with us with our, with our deeds. But whatever we left behind in buildings, cars, whatever you leave behind, it will remain behind. It will not help you unless that person left behind decided to do something on your behalf. So, he whose deeds are heavy on the scale of Al-Qiyamah will have su succeeded and gained something that all the wealth of this world cannot buy. And the pleasure of Allah in the eternal paradise, inshallah. May Allah grant us tawfiq to be content with what Allah has given us. May Allah give us tawfiq to... Think about the other who are below us as well. Ibad Allah, inna Allah yamurkum bi amrin badabi bi nafsi wa thanna bi malaikati wa thalathakum faqal inna Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima.
اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين ابو بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن الصحابه اجمعين والتابعين ومن تبعهم باحسان الى يوم الدين اللهم ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم تب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم واغفر لنا انك انت الغفور الرحيم اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنه في الاخره حسنه قنا عذاب النار اللهم ربنا اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم ربنا اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين اللهم ربنا اشف مرضانا ومرضى المسلمين one of our brothers here community member asked me to make dua his sister died last week in sweden inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un inshallah make allah to grant to grant her jannatul firdaus and forgive for forgive her sins as well so qumu ila salatikum yarhamukumullah